Welcome to the thrivingat60.com podcast, the number one motivational show on the planet. No more sour days for you. It's time to make lemons into lemonade every day. This is a podcast where we help you thrive, not just survive. We help you accept who you are, not where you are, by discovering and inquiring into how to turn lemons into lemonade. Are you ready for the roller coaster ride of a lifetime? Tired of feeling let down? Tired of the lemons life keeps handing you? We can help you make every day a lemonade day. It's time to put those lemons in a blender. Let's go on an amazing and exciting, unpredictable journey of discovery. We know champions sit in the front seat, so make sure your seatbelt is fast and tight. One, two, three, let's go. When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary, the host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B. Welcome, this is Wendy B. I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people. And what makes them extraordinary is the adversity they have lived through and who they become or the little acts of kindness they bestow on people, one act of kindness at a time. I believe that most of us have the ability to thrive, not just survive. I want to motivate and help people of all ages, particularly women 50 to 110, fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. This podcast is to inspire and motivate people now, for them to take action now, today, on their purpose, their dreams, regardless of age, regardless of circumstances. I want you to be motivated and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power regardless of life? of what life throws at you. It's easy to live life when life is working, but thriving, true thriving, true freedom, is having freedom and power when our circumstances are ugh. This podcast is about that. How do we turn lemons into lemonade? So we are exploring how to thrive regardless of your circumstances, thrive until we're 100 and beyond. Who do we need to be? What new actions could we take right now that would be a step in the right direction to have us thrive? What areas in your life are you um, resigned? They'll never thrive. You, You think they'll never thrive. But they're doing okay. But they aren't thriving. Let's take a look at a few things as we explore. How did you wake up this morning? Are you, are you present to the conversations in, or your unconscious conversations? I don't know, but I've been practicing that and I woke up to my usual internal dialogue. It's automatic. I don't have a lot of say. It says I'm tired. I don't have enough time. I don't really want to eat that. I don't want to exercise. It takes too long, blah, blah, blah. Why should I be that disciplined? Why do I have to be the one? Because I have my routine or schedule to go to the gym three times a week, I thank my brain and I went to the gym anyways. Let me ask yourself, have you scheduled your exercise in today? If not, why not? That is part of thriving. The definition of performance is action or inaction. Choose. I felt so much better and I got so much achieved. I was dealing with the Canada Revenue Agency and I used to work for my ex and uh, we've just recently um, had a legal divorce 
this year and uh, his new accountant decided that I shouldn't have deducted EI off my paycheck in 2013 and 14. Because we were still legally married but we were separated so I, I felt it was okay regardless they ruled in his favor. So they will be sending him back his share of the EI that his company paid into my paycheck. You would think they would send my share back automatically, but oh no, um, the government never automatically does anything in your favor. You have to ask. So uh, I had to ask how I can get my share back, and I spent about 30 minutes getting the number. It's not guaranteed, and it was explained I needed to go on the site and get a T1 adjustment. And, uh, and request to fill it out, etc. What I, I discovered, and, and I think a lot of us know, is that with the government, you need to be pleasant, <laughs> ask specific questions, let them know you need their ex expertise, their knowledge, be grateful, and they will stay on the line with you as long as you need and walk you through step by step. You just need to ask. When she said I needed to mail the form, again I asked about the postal strike. She informed me it might be wise for me to drop the form off in person and told me where my closest tax um, building was. So to thrive, have no expectations of the government. Be pleasant, ask specific questions, ask for help, and thank them profusely for their help and expertise. Be grateful. Um, Part of thriving is, uh, for me, is always learning new ways of being and acting um, that will forward myself and my community and others. And uh, so I ongoingly take seminars. And I've been in the last few months uh, in a seminar inquiring into success. What is it? This is what made me decide to create a podcast inquiring into what is thriving. What are our beliefs about thriving? What does thriving really mean in the English dictionary? It says to prosper, to be successful, to grow vigorously. Then I looked up success and it says to gain uh, the gain of wealth, fame, favorable outcome, prosper, to thrive, to flourish, to succeed. So I asked yourself to get a piece of paper and write down how do you see yourself in the area of thriving. And uh, you can make a whole list of, of different things like finances, relationships, body, shape, and weight, flexibility, this is a mine, siblings, friends, children, parents, career. But what I'm going to do is uh, just look at finances just as an example. Um, so when I was looking at finances, um, how do I see myself? It, it depends on what I compare myself to. So I, I noticed that when I was going through, I, I'm always comparing something. When I look at my finances, part of me thinks I've done pretty amazing in the savings department. But then again, amazing to what? If I compare it to a millionaire, not so good. If I compare it to some other people, I'm doing amazing. As for income cash flow, I feel like I'm, I'm not thriving in that area. And sometimes I, I think I'm even a failure. I don't have super high income. I get to basically work at my pace, travel a bit, not a lot of places, take time off work, basically one full week a month. I, I work one full week a month and I get to play a lot. And some people would say, wow, I'd like that. Yet others would say, 
Mm, I, I get more time. So what am I measuring myself against? Am I measuring myself against my family, my friends? What are um, my assets, I say? And what are my assets? Like I own a car and a, a trailer. I have no debt, savings. I have savings and I don't own my own home. So um, what are my measurements? What am I comparing them to in these areas? If I measure myself against other family members, I don't always come out too good. Um, if we're measuring, let's say, a measurement of a 1 to 10, I'm, you know, let's say 4 out of 10. But if I measure myself against people that aren't uh, doing as well, then I would say um, I'm successful and it's 4 out of 10. So I don't... Um, it just depends, but I ask you, why do I put comparison on myself? Maybe that's a disempowering conversation. If I'm attached to the outcome, maybe that's not too great. What are my standards and ideals in the area of thriving? You know, um, my definition of a standard is something established for use as a rule or base of comparison, measuring or uh, or a measure of comparison. And then the definition of ideal is thought of as perfect or as perfect model, a model of reality that isn't even real. What is my relationship to my standards and ideals for myself and for others? So I have the standard and ideal that I measure and compare everything. I wake up in the morning, everything I do, I, I have these standards and ideals. Where did the, would these standards and ideals come from? And I invite us to look, you know, did they come from our parents? Did they come from our friends, our family, our environment? And, and if we look at it, an ideal is entirely made up. It's not even real, right? So I'm just asking you some questions to start really looking at how have you put your life together? <coughs> Maybe you are more accomplished than you realize. Maybe I'm more, you know, in this study, I've realized I'm way more accomplished than I realize. You know, I judge myself. I compare myself. And what I saw is that <clears throat> when I come from these standards and ideals, um, without questioning them, I'm never enough. No matter how much I accomplish, I'm never enough. So I'm going to leave you with this homework. You know, look at what your standards are. And again, a standard is something established for use as a rule, a basis of comparison, and, a, and a, an ideal is a thought, a thought of as perfect or a perfect model. <clears throat> so who, what are you comparing yourself to? Who are you comparing yourself? Can you ever win coming from there? Can you ever, you know, can your loved ones ever win if they are not aligned with your standards and ideals? Um, and I'm just going to leave you with that. It's thought-provoking. I found it quite interesting. And then I just wanted to share that I read this incredible book, Three Cups of Tea. <clears throat> and it's about one man's mission to promote peace, one school at a time. It's by Greg Mortison and David Oliver Retin, I believe, yeah, re uh, yeah. 
Anyways, it's in 1993, after a terrifying and disastrous attempt to climb K2, a mountaineer called Greg Mortison drifted cold and dehydrated into an impoverished Pakistan village in the Karakoram Mountains. And excuse my pronunciation, uh, moved by the inhabitants' kindness, he promised to return and build a school. Three Cups of Tea is the story of the promise and its extraordinary outcome. Over the next decade, Mortison <clears throat> built not just one, but 55 schools in remote, in remote villages across the forbidding and breathtaking landscape of Pakistan and Afghanistan, just as the Taliban rose to power. His story is at once a reverting adventure and a testament to the power of the humanitarian spirit. And what and, and to bring this back to standards and ideals, like if, if you looked at him, he was just this ordinary person. He was a nurse and he only worked enough hours so that he could get time off to um, go mountain climbing. Uh, he was homeless. He lived in his car most of the time or uh, a cheap room. Yet he altered thousands of people's lives. He basically had no money or very little very little assets, and he gave it his all and accomplished undeniably extraordinary results. So I invite us to look at what is thriving. What are your standards? What are your ideals? What are you comparing yourself to? Can you win with you? Can you ever be enough? Can others win with you? How are people left feeling? What's their experience after they're with you? We are exploring how to thrive, whether we are 10 to 110 and beyond. Let's keep thriving so others want to hang with us. What do we need to do to thrive? What are your patterns that have you not thrive? What areas in your life do you want to be more effective? What areas do you want to thrive in? Well, what did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast and rate it a number five. Email me. Let me know what topics you would like to hear from. When you get handed lemonades or lemons, can you make lemonade? Tell me about yourself. Email me. This is Wendy B. Thriving at 60.com. Thank you for listening to Thriving at 60.com with Wendy B. What did you like best about the podcast? Email Wendy B at thriving at 60.com. Keep up on the latest by subscribing to the podcast. Also, drop by the website and rate the show. Turn lemons into lemonade at thrivingat60.com. Yeah.